0: Hey there, it's Kelly from ZinniMe. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. Hello, and welcome to another podcast. I'm Kelly Higdon, the other half of Zinimi, And today... I am joined with Beth Medina, a licensed mental health counselor and brain spotting business consultant who is in Florida, but she works with people all around the world. And today we're going to be talking about brain spotting your business blocks. Yes. Beth,
1: thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here, Kelly.
0: I have had a lot of conversations with you about brain spotting and how it works. Why don't you give people little uh, brain spotting for dummies? A <laughs> little synopsis yes. of what brain spotting is.
1: Brain spotting is a wonderful modality to help anybody get past stuff that's happened to them that's uncomfortable or traumatic. Um, so that's one way that we use brain spotting in the therapy world. But in business coaching, um, brain spotting is used to help a person work through any mental blocks that might be in the way of reaching their goals. And so um, brain spotting is what we call a focused mindfulness process. And what that means is that we are using um, some tools to help us mindfully attune to what's uh, to, to the problems that we're having. Brain spotting use, uses the visual field in order to find places in the visual field where there is some material held in the brain and body um, that's disturbing. And so when we focus on a certain place in our visual field, as we are being mindful of what's happening um, with our process, we're actually able to start unwinding some of the uncomfortable stuff and work through it and digest it. So it's no longer um, super, uh, you know, difficult to think about reaching the goals that we have in business, you know. Like, for example, what's one of the things that you tend to see all the time, Kelly, goals people have?
0: Of blocks? Yeah. Raising their fee?
1: Yeah. So I really need to raise my fee, but, and then the litany is people can't afford it. Um, you know, uh, I'm only a fill in the blank. You know, I don't have this certification. Um, other people in my area don't charge that much. Um You know, my clients will be mad. I can't charge anymore because I agreed to a certain fee when I took them on a year ago or whatever it is, right? And the thing is that your clients know that, well, other people raise their rates. So it obviously can't be truly an ethical issue. Um, There is obviously an unethical way to do it. But there are lots of ethical ways to, to do it. And so what happens is a client will come in and they'll say, I really want to raise my fee, but when I think about doing it, I have this visceral reaction. You know, my, my, my chest tightens. I, 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 I feel like I want to cry or whatever. And sometimes they know where that's coming from and sometimes they don't. You know, the beautiful thing with brain spotting is we don't really have to know um, the origin of something. We just have to be present with, what's, with what we know and be open to what, um, to the process and where it needs to take us. You know? So one client might have an issue with raising his or her fees because um, they feel like, they, um, like it's not really fair that they're, quote unquote, making money off of people's misery or people's mm-hmm. problems. Another person might feel like, well, um, I'd like to raise my fees, but what will my colleagues think? And that's really difficult for them to think about, um, you know, working through that issue. You know? mm-hmm. And many times people have tried many ways of working uh, to raise fees. You know, like they've tried um, talking to colleagues. They've, they've talked to coaches. They've gone online and gotten suggestions. Well, here's how you do it. But when they go to do it, they just get stuck. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. And I've used, I've done brain spotting for therapy and I've also done it for my business stuff. And I am kind of surprised when I have a decision to make, Mm -hmm. I'll spot the different options. And it's, it's actually very helpful when, um, yeah, just beyond the blocks and moving forward beyond them, just seeing like, okay, where, where do I need to go next? It's another tool that you can use for your business planning and growth. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes the blocks that we have actually hold really important information behind them, you know? Mm -hmm. So whenever we think about stepping outside our comfort zone, it's normal for us to have those voices in our head that say, Oh, don't do that because X, Y, and Z. And typically what we do is we go now, we sort of just try to push that out of the way. But if we stop and actually sit with it. Okay, so why am I having this worry about this happening? When we attune to what's happening physically in our bodies and with brain spotting, when we find a place in the visual field that helps us lock into that place, we're able to start unwinding on our own. That's what we call self-spotting. Sometimes things are too difficult to work on by yourself, though, which is why it's really um, useful to work with, with a coach um, in, that, in that process. So let's
0: talk a little bit about blocks because we all have them. First of all, I am not immune. And I think that I say this repeatedly, your business is a mirror. So where you are blocked in your life, it shows up in your business as well. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes your business can provide a lot of great feedback about where those blocks are and what needs some healing and something be addressed Mm -hmm. so how do you know you're blocked let's start
1: there well when you think about taking action and your body goes no (laughs) when your body has a visceral reaction that's definitely a sign um if you try to meet a goal and you keep missing it um or you keep uh, putting it off um you know it's pretty obvious when you uh, have a goal of raising your fees and your fees still haven't been raised, that obviously you're blocked in some way. Right. Um, But sometimes we, we are unaware of what our blocks are. Um, And we're, we're unaware that it's actually a block. I see all the time um, my clients saying things like, um, you know, I'm working on this, but I keep getting distracted. Like shiny object syndrome kind of is getting to me. And what that really is, is it's a block, you know, it's, it's one of those, uh, those smoke screens for hiding some, something that's, um, you know, that's a little bit too uncomfortable. So if you actually take action toward this one thing, what's that like to think about doing that? You know, the distraction pulls pulls you away. You know, you can think about it like with anxiety. If a person um, has um, agoraphobia and they never go out of their house right? It's not a good thing. If they think about going out and they get their stuff together and they open the door and they go, ah, no, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. There's that uh, automatic like relief that they feel, which just reinforces the, um, you know, the desire not to ever go out, right? Mm -hmm. We do that in business too, you know? So each time we we move toward a goal and we go, nah, it's not going to work or no, I can't do that. And we pull off of it. It actually makes the block more difficult to get through. So That's, I'm laughing because I just did that
0: yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, that is something I did again <laughs> Right. And, <laughs> yeah, I think there is something like you know when a project so avoidance it may be an avoidance that you you do recognize physically, like your body is pulling you back, but also you avoid in other ways through doing other things or putting off doing something or kind of doing it, but in a distracted
1: way. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Another thing that I see people do is to say, kind of dig their heels in and say, no, I want to do it this way. This is how I want to do it. Perfectionism kind of stuff or rigid process. it's, It's more like a reaction formation, sort of like the person is saying, um, no, I want to take insurance, and some people really do, it, and it really—it's—it's—it's it's, it's wonderful to do that um, if it's—if it's, if it's work—if it's working for you, right? Um, but I've seen people say, "Well, no, it's important to me for this and that reason," and if they just let themselves kind of sit with it instead of you know banging the gavel and saying, "I'm you know I'm, I'm never going to change in this kind of way," um, what comes up for them is you know ultimately I'd like to have a practice that looks different, but I have these fears, you know, I don't want to abandon my clients. And certainly that's, um, that's, that's a legitimate concern. You know, Um, we as therapists are really caring people and to think about um, not taking an insurance would mean that many clients may not be able to, to use your services possibly, you know? Um, So that's just one example of what happens when we get kind of, um, so close to the idea that, um, it scares us. Sometimes we, we totally reject the idea as though that's just a ridiculous uh, possibility.
0: Yeah. We're very quick and not yes. as thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think that makes, it makes a lot of sense. Um, so if someone's listening and they're trying to think through where am I blocked? Mm-hmm. so some things are to look at when they go to do something do they hesitate or they have or do they avoid and get distracted with other things Or are they very quick to react
1: mm-hmm.
0: are there any other things that they should be thinking about or that you would want sure. them to
1: yeah um so think about what you don't love in your practice and mm-hmm. ask yourself what would need to change for you to love that or what would need to change? How, how would your practice need to change for you to be happy in that particular area? So like billing, for example, you know, so, uh, I hate talking to these insurance companies. They drive me absolutely insane. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what would have to change? Getting a biller would be awesome because I won't have to talk to them anymore. Okay. Well, what comes up as you think, as you think about that? Oh, can you trust people? You know, I heard horror stories about, you know, this person and that person not ever getting paid or you know, money being stolen or whatever it is. And so you get to start uncovering some um, some things when you look at what is it that you're unhappy with in your business and why haven't you taken action to change that, right? It's really um,
0: interesting, right, that our, well, our businesses are our creation
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then we create something that is a thorn in our side. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and sometimes what worked for us a year ago or two years ago isn't going to work for us today. You know, we're true. constantly evolving and changing. Um, one big block that I see is busyness. You know, mm-hmm. I'm too busy to sit down and even think about my practice. You know, where I'm so involved in many different areas. or uh, I have all, this, all these commitments outside of work, and, um, and I take on too much. Um, that's a block, too. So why is it that you're taking on all of this? You, you know, So we have people-pleasing sort of issues, perhaps. Um, one of the ones that's the hardest, I think, though, is for people to recognize when they're in this place where um, it's just the way that it is. This is how business is. You know, everybody has this problem, right? Um, I hear people talk about no-shows a lot and how well, everyone has no-shows and everyone has this problem. Well... Um, I guess it's fair to say that everyone has, you know, a, per, a percentage of no-shows. Many people have very few no-shows, and it depends on how they're, um, how they're asserting or holding those boundaries in their practice a lot of times. Um, and that can be very difficult for therapists, you know. Um, I don't feel like it's fair for me to charge because the person wasn't here. It's like being paid to do nothing, that sort of thing. But when they're not looking at the clinical reasons, um, mm-hmm. it can. that's definitely a block too. Mm-hmm. Very good
0: stuff. Okay, so now that people have an idea, or maybe you guys have an idea of what you need to make some time to think through and feel your way through, you have these blocks. Then Can we just talk about how that really does impact the business? Because mm-hmm. I think – We're talking a lot about how it impacts us, you know, we got this resistance and all that, but then Mm
1: -hmm. it
0: does have a direct outcome in our businesses, um, Mm -hmm. and as private practice owners, it has a direct outcome in clinical impact too.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I'll share a story that I just uh, was looking back over some of my um, past billing from years and years ago when I took insurance uh-huh. and I almost fainted because there was one person that I saw, I want to say weekly. Uh-huh. And I looked back at how many sessions I didn't get paid for. And I was like, Oh, what was I, what was I doing? You know? Well, part of it was I was too busy to keep up with everything. Uh-huh. And I had this belief at the time that I'm supposed to be able to do it all, which was really silly Clearly, I wasn't able to do it all. And literally, I mean, I didn't add it up, but I should have it. It was probably $5,000, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, sure, I could afford just to leave that on the table. You know, it's nuts, right? But these are the things that if we're not really paying attention to where our blocks are, they can seriously cost us a lot of money. Um, Uh And also a lot of, um, you know, it can put you at risk, um, you know, as far as, Malpractice is concerned. You know, when, when we're not enforcing our uh, our boundaries and our policies consistently, um, it mm-hmm. can really be a problem. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Hey, it's Kelly. Are you enjoying today's episode? There is so much more to starting your private practice. That's why we created Business School for Therapists. It's our lifetime access business building program created especially for you and all the future stages of practice that you are going to go through. If you're ready to join a community that supports you, that to have access to a massive library of private practice trainings covering everything from creating your vision to setting your fee to getting you legally covered and more, this is for you. Simply go to bit.ly slash therapist business school to get started. And that's confusing to the client. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said you're going to do this, but you're, you do something totally different.
1: Right. And if I'm a model for my clients, what am I teaching them? It's okay to go back on, on, on a contract, right? It's mm-hmm. okay, you know, like, don't worry, you know, don't, don't upset the person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if it's going to cause a conflict, just don't bring it up. That's not good.
0: You know, talking about that block of this, this is just the way it is, right? Yeah. Um. I see this a lot in practices where people feel like I just, whoever calls me, I need to take them. Mm -hmm. You know, this is just the way it is. I, I need clients. I take insurance or I don't. This happens in, in cash pay practices as well. And they just take whoever in and then Mm
1: -hmm.
0: maybe that client presents with something that they're not as adept at handling or they don't enjoy. And, Mm Let me just say, if you resent a client, they will pick up on it. <laughs> it okay. it will come out in the work or, you know, that there's just a mismatch and that has clinical impact mm. when we just, when we have that block of, well, this is what I have to do. This is, I have to take this client instead of getting clear on niche and and what we love to do and then that informs our training and all of that stuff and in our
1: interventions absolutely yeah i had a client years ago who um is a therapist and who was working with a client who was really not a good um uh, i wouldn't say not a good match it's that the client really needed a higher level of care mm-hmm. and because of this person's specialty uh, this therapist felt like um the client had to stay in, mm. in, in, in their practice because there was quote, nobody else who could handle this child. Mm. Um, and I mean, quite honestly, probably nobody else in outpatient could handle this child because no one else should be handling this child mm. because this child was truly, um, you know, needed something else. Yes. Needed something else. Yeah. And, and to, to protect the public probably. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I invited this therapist just to sit with it and we did some brain spotting and within, I'd say maybe, it was a short session, probably 10 minutes, the, the therapist was like, okay, I'm so done. Like, there was no reason for me to keep this child at this level of care, you know, and here's my plan. And it was like automatic, like like the dust finally cleared. And uh, he was able to see clearly that this was not going to be um, a good ending for anyone if that child state in his care. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the, the rapidness of what you just
1: said. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So brain spotting really works with what's already in you. Instead of pushing against or trying to work around, which is what we do a lot of, right? We try to either bulldoze over our fears or, or over our problems, or we try to distract ourselves or, you know, find, find a way around it, um, which takes a lot of effort. Brain spotting invites you to sit with it and almost like kind of ask it, like, what is it that you want me to know? You know, I, I, I call it like the, um, The mental Aikido move, right? So instead of pushing against it or instead of just falling over, we're going with it, right? We're staying with the emotions and with the physical sensations and just seeing what's unfolding, you know? So when we do that, some amazing things come up. First of all, the answers are already within us. And when we attend to what's really happening, we are teaching ourselves, we're teaching our brains that when we have a problem, we don't have to make it a big deal. We can go, oh, there's a problem, and we can stop and pay attention to it and give it what it needs for us to work through it. You know. So brain spotting tends to be a very rapid process. Clients are really surprised at how like it, it's not gonna take, you know, session after session after session. Many of the blocks that we've talked about can be completely worked through um to the point where the where the client can take action that they want within a few sessions most of them within one session believe it or not Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so as a coach i have referred to you before and i think i want to talk about that a little bit because some people may think but you're a coach you should be able to um help people with their blocks
1: (laughs) sure yeah. It's kind of like if you're a primary care physician, you know, you probably could re- remove a, a wart, right? That'd be fine. But, you know, if you're a primary care physician, I know that you went and did your rotations uh, for dermatology, but if you see melanoma, are you going to cut that out yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I hope not.
0: Like, you'd probably want them to see a specialist, right? Right. And I think, you know, I think about my work with my clients as being a lot of really like strategy and technically focused. And I do want to say I, I value integrating the whole person in my work with clients, but sometimes it's interesting as a coach, I sense like it's a, I almost say it's like their brains on fire. I'm like, there's, we need to shift the neural pathway it is not like you need a new tool. It is not that you just don't know this strategy. There, there is something in the neurons <laughs> that need to be realigned. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about the brain spotting is that, and because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a brain spotter, but that within a few sessions, those shifts make, which make my work, mm-hmm. we get more done. With ease, and we get more clarity when those blocks are removed, when they're really kind of deeply seated.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, brain spotting is a nice um, complement to coaching, and you know, I love how you, as a coach, you're you're in it for the long haul with clients. Yeah. And that's a really beautiful process, but it's very different than the work that I do. Um, So I'm like, I'm I'm one and done, or I'm a few and done, and and send them back your way. So it's sort of just like getting that leverage that that you need to get them to the next, um, you know, through that next hurdle. Um, So it's wonderful to work with coaches like you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs)
0: Um, So we've talked about the signs of blocks about how we have them and we may not even notice them, the impact on our clients, on ourselves and on our business. And we've talked about how brain spotting can help with that. Can we talk a little, you know, I want to just talk a little bit more about when you know a block is, has been moved or shifted. Yeah. Like how does that show up?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it's fun because even in session you'll know that the block has been moved because as you think about doing it, like you don't get that, uh, that that tension and that, oh, I can't do it sort of physical sensation. But there's almost like an energy behind it, like, yeah, like like I'm ready. Let's take action now. And I know that sometimes in coaching sessions clients will be like, yeah, and then after, after um, you're finished they're like, wait, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's a different experience when you're doing brain spotting because at the end um, you're you're able to access the resources that you already have um, and the and the wins that, that you've already had in a in a place in a way that's that's really different. Um, and so usually what clients will say after a brain spotting session is, "So I I went home and I wrote the letter to the insurance company and you know I'm going to send it. I'm going to send the letter to my clients about." About uh, how I'm going to change things and uh, when this is going to go into effect. You know, um, clients will. Say, I had a client um, the other day say to me, uh, "I was just checking in to see how things went," and 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 she said, "You know, I'm really I'm ready to shine. I'm ready Ooh. to shine." I thought it was really cool. Just a nice, uh, yeah, nice statement. Yeah. So you'll you know that that's your past your block when you're actually doing what you need to do to to reach your goal, right? I mean, so if the goal is like I want to, um, I want to start a podcast. Okay, mm-hmm. well, where are you getting stuck? What comes up when you think about doing that? Well, I hate talking in front of people. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of a big lo- block to work on, right? <laughs> but if you're if you're able to work through that, like you'll know that hey, I just recorded this video and it was awesome, and I'm sharing it with everybody, right? Um, or I just ordered all this equipment and I'm, I'm excited about it. And, you know, the next week or two, you'll have already checked it out and, uh, you know, done the things that you need to do to, to get moving toward that podcast, right? hmm
0: Yeah. I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <Yeah. laughs>
0: Often people get blocked right after the shopping part of any new project. They buy the tools. It looks all nice and shiny. And then it's time to take the action and then it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's true. People get blocked in different places too. Sometimes it's like, as I, as I, if if I'm standing on the beach and I'm looking, I'm looking over the horizon, it's like, yeah, that looks scary. But some people are like, yeah, charging toward it, you know, let's jump in the water. And once, once they start like getting past the surf, they're like, Oh wait, (laughs) this is not good. (laughs) Um, And kind of the closer you get to your goal uh, for some people, the, the more, blocks do start surfacing, but the great thing about working with a brain spotting coach is that you're going to learn some tools as far as how to work on the stuff yourself, Mm -hmm. so you'll be able to work through a lot of those on your own without having to, you know, to go to a coach each and every time. Right. I do
0: self-spotting now, and now I have a list already going in my head. Oh, that's something you should spot. Mm -hmm. As we're talking, it's yeah. funny. And I think that that's the other value, too, of having someone like you who can just, just through talking about it, it kind of uncovers more of the, of what's really going on, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. We also don't like to assume in brain spotting because I, I may have an idea of what your block is about something, but I could be completely wrong. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a no-assumptions model, and it's based on on uncertainty. And when we're able to sit in uncertainty from a place of curiosity and interest, it's a much different experience than we usually. Um, when, we're, when we usually sit with, with, with uncertainty, we're like, uh-oh, all anxious. Like, I'm not sure what's going to happen. What if this happens or what if that happens? But if you just get curious about it and you're able to tolerate the stuff that's coming up around it, you'll find that there's really amazing stuff behind that fear
0: mm-hmm. yeah so how do you do this with other business owners particularly private practice owners
1: so what we do is we sit down and talk so what is it that your goals are you know what's working and what's not working and if something in particular. Is stopping you, and you know about it. That's great, but you don't have to know specifically what it is. So I really want to know from them what is it that um, that you want to accomplish. How would your life be different if you accomplished it? And what feels like it's getting in the way, and where are you getting stuck? You know. So when you think about, um, let's say that they want to get off insurance. When you think about um, telling your clients what comes up around that. When you think about sending the letter, what comes up around that? How about with with, with referral uh, sources? Um, any worries about uh, can the market support you, those types of things. Um, we don't have to do a session on each and every one of them. Um, usually there there are a couple of different um, kind of sub-fears that people have around insurance, and when we hit the main ones, that tends to clear out a lot of the other ones too.
0: Love it. Yeah. So if people want to check you out?
1: They can. They can visit me at BethMedina.com. And uh, I have a little, um, little freebie on there. If you want to learn about what these seven deadly sins of a solopreneur are, you're welcome to sign up for my free workbook.
0: It's a very in-depth workbook. It gives you stuff to work on and work through. It's not just a little one sheet kind of PDF. It's, it's actually very thorough. So I recommend checking it out. Beth, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I really love and respect what you do, and I'm I'm excited to share it with our community.
1: Oh, I can't wait! Hey, and if uh, I can be of any service, just feel free to give me an email, or uh, you know, find me on Facebook, and I'm happy to kind of help you all troubleshoot. Awesome! All right, you guys, please share
0: this podcast around other people really need this as well and um, check out best website and we'll see you on the next podcast
1: bye i hope you loved
0: today's episode if you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours low pay and constantly battling burnout don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable profitable solo or group practice head over to Zinimi.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.